Hello and welcome back to the Gig Guide to Life podcast with me, Will Stevenson. We're well into the second half of the first season of the podcast now and this week's guest is the wonderful Essex-based singer-songwriter Mavis. She shot to chart success with last year's America and has just released a brand new single, Too Young to Love, last Friday. So go and stream it if you enjoy the chat. I'll be back at the end, but for now, here's Gig Guide to Life episode 7 with Mavis. There you go. Hi, Hi. how are you doing? Hello, okay. I'm good. How are you? Good. Yeah, I'm all right. I'm all right, thank you. I'm boiling. But I'm good. Right. Oh my god, it's so hot. It's so hot. And also, we um, so I last year I got my first very own place um with my boyfriend, and we moved into the third floor, which is the top floor of this block of flats, and the roof is made of. I always call it a tin roof, which is obviously not a tin roof. It's obviously like made of steel or something. Yeah, 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 yeah. But this, whatever metal it is made out of, it just heats up all day <laughs> long. I know what you mean. And then it's like brassy just, stuff. And then, yes, and then, and then at four o'clock in the evening, it gets around to our, our window, I'll show you. And, um, and the sun beams through, but we've had the heat from the metal the whole day, Mate. like literally burning down on us. Basically, what I'm saying is, I won't be in here at 4 p.m. I'll be outside. <laughs> Fair. Because <laughs> no one told us about that when we bought the house. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Anyway, <laughs> no worries. I am just, I'm great. I'm just so grateful to have my own place, and yeah. it's something that I've always wanted from a very, very young age. So, I am by no means. Um, slugging it off I love my flat I'm not speak, talking ill about my flat I just it's just very hot in here it, and it also I've had to yeah. put my live back I meant to do a live I meant to do a live tonight on Insta I normally do that at four or five yeah, and I yeah. say guys because last week happening. when I did my Insta live no last week when I did my Insta live the sweat was dripping my eyebrows were on my chin because all of my, oh, yeah, mate. my makeup was just like. Beautiful. So. Anyway, hello, how are you? Oh, yeah, I'm good, Sorry. I'm good. No, no, keep, by all means, keep going. Is it, do you want me to call you Mabes or Mabel? Which one do you prefer? You saying? So my name is Mabel, yeah. but at this point, if anyone calls me Mabel, it's really weird. Yeah, 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 yeah. Because my, so actually I've grown up, the thing was when we chose, so, Okay, backtrack, backtrack, backtrack. I have always been Mabel Rogers as my artist name. I've been writing songs since I was 16 and putting them out. So when Mabel, Nena Cherry's daughter, decided to start releasing music under the name Mabel, I was like, okay, that doesn't matter, right? That doesn't matter. Yeah, 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 yeah. And then, and then uh, Maggie Rogers came about. So you've got both... Maggie Rogers and Mabel <laughs> and my artist name was Mabel Rogers so we were like we were just act. like guys we're gonna have to yeah exactly so we were like guys we're gonna have to seriously reassess this <laughs> um obviously two two things that I suppose that happens in life doesn't it people take take artist names and they're never going to be able to be used again right like oh, the yeah, Beatles yeah. no one else is going to be able to be called the Beatles um but it was just one of those things where I was like, oh, my luck. That's yeah, my luck. Yeah, so, yeah, yeah, so we had this massive brainstorm and my mum and my dad and my grandma and grandpa, so 
my family have always called me maids, which I always found really annoying, quite, quite twee, quite sweet, quite, I don't know. When I was thinking about my artist name, I wasn't quite convinced, but all of my friends had called me Mabs, Mabs, my whole right, life. Right, right, right. My boyfriend now still calls me Mabs. So I was going, right, I want to be Mabs, I want to be Mabs. Um, and then my label was saying, um, I mean, and I agree, I agree now in hindsight, it's, it sounds a bit, maybe a bit urban or hip hoppy, um, mubs. And then my, my, my best friend said to me, you can't call yourself that because it rhymes with scabs. And it literally, <laughs> she, she said that. I know, but thought of scabs being linked, sc- anyway. It's that not completely ideal. put me off the idea. <laughs> not ideal so it completely put me off the idea and I decided on the name and the same day I got this necklace and that has been my logo ever since so yeah and obviously now looking back Mabs wouldn't have actually even though it's it's what my friends call me as sort of a quick like nickname it's not it wouldn't have fitted my music right yeah, and yeah, i yeah. really realize that now so so yeah i'm oh, i'm super happy with the conclusion that we came up to not that you asked in the first place <laughs> how are you uh, how are you coping with lockdown anyway it's funny i've not felt like like i couldn't talk about it on on my social media but this is probably the first time that i'm being completely honest about how i felt in lockdown because it's not been easy for me but as an artist and a creative and a, a positive thinker, at, you know, sometimes you have to have some kind of, I don't know, you've got to dream a little dream mm. when you're mm-hmm. an artist and you just got to, you sometimes do have to just dream on and just think it's going to get better. Um, and I've not always been that way, but as somebody that, you know, now has people looking at me, I've not wanted to, um, overbear people with my negative thoughts um and and i wanted to express that and, and really focus on the fact that when i have been going through tough times in the past music has been my therapy whether it's writing new music writing new songs or whether it's listening to other artists um it's been an absolute therapy and a savior for me so I've, I've focused on that and I've, I, and I've pushed that a lot. Um, you know, I've been posting lots of different songs on my stories for people. Maybe if they like the sound of something that was on my story, they'd go and listen to the song. And um, I tried to spread, spread that kind of energy where people are sharing and people are coming together because I, I've, I've felt that. Um, I mean, it's been overwhelming really how we can go from Brexit, which is, was a yeah. complete divide in the country, to all coming together. I mean, I live in a flat, but I've been hanging out the window every, every Thursday and clapping. And, there's, you know, trains are just, I'll show you actually, I live so close to a train station. If you can see out my window there, mm. it's the train mm. station. And at eight o'clock every Thursday, the trains, that's their time that they come in and they've all been beeping their horns every single Thursday. It's, it was really emotional. Mm. Um, so everyone's, everyone's struggled. I don't believe for one second that anyone's found it easy. So my thing has been, let's not dwell on all of the misery. Let's, mm. let's try and remember 
what's let's try and see the light at the end of the tunnel and remember what's to come afterwards and but you asked me obviously how I felt about it and yeah I must admit it's been for me as an artist I've not been writing at all Mm. um over the last well I was writing a bit at the start um and finishing off a few ideas I had but in terms of being inspired for new material um it's really difficult when you're so again I'm going to use the word overwhelmed with with negativity and you know there's something new every day to digest in the news and um there's been two I I won't just look back at this time as the lockdown for COVID. I'll also look back at this time as the Black Lives Matter movement. Yeah, yeah, um, because I think that the two the two have almost become become one in a sense that people are still and people are paused. So whereas maybe before they wouldn't have actually taken much notice or if they did take notice, they'd do their bit and then life would move on the yeah, next yeah, day. Yeah, Whereas yeah, yeah. we're all pause and we all we're all made to focus. We've all been forced to address this issue. Um, I'm not saying that everyone's been forced because the I mean the majority of people on this earth want equality and there's no there's literally no doubt about that. It's just um, I think feeding it down. You you don't want the the minority that spoil it for everyone. You don't want them feeding the next generation with that sort of yeah. I guess mental poison really um so I would say that yeah it's been a really tough time for me as a creative because I've not felt necessarily settled or happy or sure about the future mm. um or sure about what to write about or what to um, think um, I was about to say yeah we've, we've not been say. experiencing anything have we is which is ties back to what you were saying no. about Black Lives Matter is that what I've noticed about a lot of your songs is that they are based on events and, and real things and real people that have yep. happened to you. So when we're stuck in the flat, there's not, you know, like you say, there's, there's nothing exactly. going on, is there? So Exactly. I mean, I've wanted my own flat for my whole entire life since I was about 13, 14. There you go. I had yeah. family struggles um, growing up. Um, I'm sure every teenager has some kind of family struggles. Um, definitely. But mine, mine gave me that fire in my belly to want to move out as soon as possible so I got myself a job in recruitment I was working in an office for years and yada 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 anyway so come to my new flat and I'm absolutely loving life but then a year later lockdown happens and yeah. this place for me you know lay my head at night and, and, and obviously you know feel at home it wasn't necessarily somewhere that I pictured that I'd be trapped inside for three months without without a garden, which I I will never ever take for granted a view a view a yeah. nice view yeah, yeah, ever yeah. again. Not, not the trains. A view of space. <laughs> absolutely, I will never take that for granted ever again. And um, I mean, lockdowns had a lot of positive effects on me. I've been doing a lot more walking, and mm. I love walking. I love walking around London. I do a lot of walking. Whenever I'm, I've got a studio session in London, I'll always, instead of getting that Uber from A to B that might be, you know, a, a 10 minute Uber, I'll always make sure I walk it. And mm. just, it's time to yourself to absorb the surroundings. And, and I'm always, always listening to my music. So that gives me a chance to listen to my music because I just can't get enough all the time. Um, especially when I find a song that I love, I just... I do not 
stop listening to it when you for like um, a week <laughs> no i'm exactly the same it's um <laughs> it gets tiring after a while you're like oh, it's happened again it's um so yeah. when you're speaking about your new place um are yeah. you still based in essex i'm still based in essex in wickford yeah, yeah. just we live um we live on top of the train station pretty much and that was a conscious decision because I, um, I'm 24 and believe it or not, I don't drive. And people, when I tell them this, that I'm a musician and I don't drive, they can't quite yeah, yeah, yeah. do together. They say, how, how is that possible? Um, well, it's been possible because I've had, I have the kindest family and my boyfriend is pretty much boyfriend cabs um, to all of my gigs. Um, or obviously, now I'm in such a fortunate position to have a 30 second commute to the train station. I'm mm. obviously training it up to London, etc. Um, but one of the one a fact about about me is that I have the biggest fear about driving, and it's oh, so really? mad. And so many people say to me, "How can you be scared of driving a car?" Which pretty much every single person on the earth can do. Yeah. If you can get up on a stage in front of thousands of people and sing how how is that possible that you can do that but you're scared of driving a car and yeah I can't I can't quite explain it but I'm just I built I built it up in my head obviously ever since I've been 17 my friends have been driving and it's been something that I've thought about and I've never quite had the courage to do so that's something that I still I yeah. still don't do it at the age of 24, it's an interesting which is one with, really embarrassing, probably. With but. Still, as you were just saying, about um, living in Essex and, and having to make that commute to London, do you think it's sort of become part of your process for gigs now? You're on the way, you're in the oh, car. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. It's um, absolutely. I really enjoy that downtime where, where I'm just focusing on. Yeah. I mean, I, you can do it anywhere, really. Um, I suppose actually if I was driving to the gig I wouldn't be thinking about focusing which is a good point um, but yeah definitely if I'm, if, I'm, if I'm in the passenger seat or if I'm on the train I put music in again and I'll be totally focused and concentrating on if I've got my set list in the right order yeah. if I'm including an, enough light and shade obviously depending on what kind of gig it is if it's on a friday night people want to hear some upbeat stuff if it's a monday or tuesday maybe i'll play a few sort of folk ditties or whatever but definitely i really really need that time for a gig for sure so when if i'm getting this right so when america came out last year had you you just moved into your own place uh, we moved in in the december 2018 yeah so we've been here for Six months. I actually, I was on holiday when America oh, came wow. out. So I was in, I was in Lanzarote and I remember waking up for breakfast. I, obviously I was, I was up out of bed at six o'clock the day it came out. Um, I went to the, we were at all inclusive hotel. I went to the breakfast, sat on my own. Boyfriend's still in the bed, but um, that didn't matter. He didn't wake up until about 2 PM that day, I think. Um, but obviously I could not, I couldn't yeah, sit yeah. around. I had to, I had to get up and, and see what was happening and the reaction to it because it was the first track that I really felt, um, I guess, confident about. Um, before that, it was my first, second and third track. And there's always, it was, it was the first time that I'd released as Mabes and it was, mm. 
it was a bit of a scary time but America I was just I was really excited about so so yeah I was on holiday and I I mean you can look at it from a negative perspective that I didn't put my phone down for the whole week but it was only (laughs) I think it's it's justifiable isn't it it's not like you were just on Facebook (laughs) yeah exactly and it was for the most amazing reason because that response that I had I I mean getting played on Radio 1 um Adele Roberts featured the best new pop on Radio 1 that was the day that we were leaving so that was um maybe five or six days after the release date and um I woke up at I think it's played at four in and I was jumping on my bed at five in the morning, screaming. And I think that um, Jack has a video of me doing that because it, it was just, honestly, I've got no words describe yeah, that yeah, yeah, feeling yeah, yeah. Of, of being played on a national radio station. I mean, amazing. It was yeah, amazing. Beautiful. Amazing. That's, a, that's, a, that's an amazing story. I love that. So I suppose... Um, oh, thanks. It relates quite nicely as well to get into the format of the podcast, which is when you um, went to go see your first ever gig, how old were you? And what was it? Oh, now that's a tricky one. Embarrassing answers. Do you know what? (laughs) No, do you know what? I can't remember the exact... No, I can remember the exact gig. My first ever gig was the Tweenies at the Hammersmith Apollo. (laughs) And how were they? Were they good? Did they play the hits? I was free. They were amazing. <laughs> they were absolutely world class. Yeah. World class they were. Um, and I, I actually still, I'm sure that there's a lot of 90s babies out that still remember all of the tweenies songs, like <laughs> I do. So um, I'm just making myself a drink. Um, what are you having? I can't tell you that. <laughs> I've had a very full on week because. I I put on a lot of lockdown large. I was literally, you know, all of my bored minutes were spent eating chocolate crisps yeah. or something out of the, the cupboard. So I've got a photo shoot this week and I looked at myself and I thought, nah, I could do better <laughs> than that. So I've I've really I've been really, really self-disciplined this week and I've got myself back into my routine. Um I got I got so out of habit with yeah, all of it's my been difficult. All of my routine, I, I mean, I was always active because going up and down to London to the studio anyway. Yeah. Um, but yeah, this, this lockdown has just completely demotivated me on every single level. So I've done no exercise and I've eaten so much crap. So <laughs> I just wanted to, it's not so much about, I mean, I don't really, I'm not that self-conscious that I would care about gaining a little bit of weight you know i think everyone's had bad habits creeping in this lockdown what it is more for me is being it's more it's more just being healthy inside because i definitely notice when i'm eating healthily and i'm staying active uh, i'm just much more alert in the mornings uh, or throughout the day i have a lot more energy throughout the day Mm. and i get more out of my days so why would i not want to do that it's not about the weight issue as such it's just about feeling lethargic and especially obviously creative energies um flowing as well when i get back into the studio i want to be ready i want to i want to give all i've got not not feel like all sluggish and sort of lazy like i'm like i'm still in lockdown so i just thought this week 
you know, I just need to really bite the bullet and, and get back into some kind of routine. So, so we got to Thursday, 2pm, we'll have a drink. <laughs> Absolutely, because, because, because I'm having a chat. And also, yeah, 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 okay. All right, all um, right. I'm, I'm having a chat. It's like being at the pub in it with the mates, <laughs> yeah, and I've yeah, not yeah, had yeah. that throughout lockdown. And also, um, this is my day off because it's far too hot to think about anything yeah, with exercise fully. today. No, Wouldn't you right. agree? So, um, so yeah. Anyway, mm. that's that. No, that's good. That's good. So, um, first gig, tweenies, beautiful. What yeah. was the most recent then, thing? And then we had, um, so my parents, I wanted to say about how, I wanted to say about how my mum and dad were the coolest. When I was 13, I'd never, ever been to a festival. Right. And they got me and my sister tickets, day passes to the V Festival. Obviously, they were with us. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but they actually took me into a festival on a Saturday when I was 13, which now looking back at that that was an absolute mad move to do that because i mean it doesn't matter what time of the day it is at a festival yeah, i think yeah, people yeah, are just yeah, like yeah. pretty effed the whole time <laughs> so they were pretty brave doing that but it was because someone that we all followed as a family was playing i think it might have either been kings of leon or the arctic monkeys or the killers oh, i can't remember who it was that's really bad isn't it um but i was very young genre in it some indie band. Yeah, it's fine. there you go. Um, but but yeah, so that I mean, I remember that. I have vivid, little, you know, you have little video clips that play yeah, 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 in your yeah. head of memories. I have very vivid video clip memories of that in my head of being there uh, with my mom and dad at the V Festival and looking around and just not being able to comprehend anything that I saw. I love that. That's beautiful. Yeah, it's just a whole new world, isn't it? The first time you go to a festival. Absolutely. Go, what is going on? Yeah, beautiful. absolutely. How about um, the most recent thing that you saw just before lockdown? So, and, and does that disclude a support gig no, that I did? No, 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 that's fine. Uh, so, so I did, um, I supported a, an amazing, amazing musician um, he's a keys player and, and singer-songwriter called Billy Lockett and I toured the UK with him. I think we did 12 or 13 dates mm. over over three weeks. Uh, we went as far as Glasgow, we went to uh, oh gosh, Southampton, um, Northampton, uh, we, we, went, we went all over all the, the UK. And all the Hamptons. We went to all the Hamptons, every single one. And um, yeah, that was an amazing experience. And you know, when this lockdown happened, I said to my manager, how, how bloody lucky am I mm. that I actually got to fit that in this year? Because most artists won't be doing anything mm. this year. So the fact that I had a support slot booked in for January, February was an absolute, like, it was a miracle. Um, so yeah, I'm so glad that I had that. And, to be honest, I've been living in that in that memory ever since, and yeah. just can't wait to get back out on the road because because doing that tour, it was my first proper taste of of being a, a touring on the road. Yeah, artist. Yeah, 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 yeah. Oh my god, I cannot explain to you how how right it felt and how I just loved the travelling. I've never had the experience um, as a young person to to go travelling. Um, for one reason or another, my my sister's recently done it. I've never I've never done it, so 
just that little taster of being in different environments, meeting different people from different walks of life that have a different way of life to you. Oh, it excites me so much to to think about the next step, which is obviously going overseas. Um, I'd love to obviously at some point get to Europe. That would be amazing. Yeah, definitely. Um, what was um, which yeah. was your favourite town that you went to with Billy? Oh no, don't make me answer that. <laughs> Oh God! Um, Turn them against you. <laughs> so, okay, I love Liverpool mm. so much because sorry, you can see my washing up there. Today, <laughs> today's achievement. Sorry, today's mine's a sign downstairs. <laughs> <laughs> um, so it has to be. So Liverpool is just an amazing city, and I would go there with a girlfriend. I'd go there with Jack. I'd go there with my mum, my dad. I'd go there with anyone. Yeah. It's just such a great vibe in Liverpool um and Manchester as well actually and they're not too far apart (laughs) (laughs) um so so yeah I would say that I love I love those northern counties but also I love Scotland and Mm. my favorite venue I'm going to show you the mug here oh yeah so my favourite venue ever is King Tut's. Oh, beautiful. Yeah, 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 yeah. Do you know in it? In Glasgow? Yes. Yeah, 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 yeah. King Tut's. I've only been once, but yeah. Tuts. King Tut's Wawa Hut. Oh, my God. I just love it there. Because I played, I supported Ingrid Andress um, in, it must have been, yeah, October 2018. I supported her there. Um, and that was the first time that I'd been there. And then I got to go back there with Billy, Billy Lockett. Yeah. I love it. And I love the Glaswegians and I love the Scots. And I just, I love everything that they're about. They are, they're such musos and they're such mm. listeners and they listen and they care about the music. And yeah, I think I'm not trying, trying to talk bad about you know the southerners i am one myself but i think <laughs> by all means so, we all but, no, but there's this southern culture i think well especially around london where we're all mm. so busy all the time mm. it's all about the next thing but but the 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 more north that you get it you you just feel the tension or the sort of the hustle and bustle it calms out and it and it levels out and I feel, I don't know, I have a dream about having a house in North of England one, one day, basically, because I love, I love the vibes up there. <laughs> oh, yeah. thank you. Yeah, no, I can dream, I know. <laughs> <laughs> Do you think that's why um, you stayed in Essex rather than move to London, which I'm sure you, you've thought about? Um, I mean, there's lots of different reasons. Mm. Uh, number one being the cost of living is just mm. extreme. Um, but also I yeah I mean I do find that London I mean there's a there's an energy there's a vibe in London wherever you go that you know it's it's a capital city at the end of the day and you get all sorts all types all people when I've had a hectic day in the studio and I mean sometimes I'm in the studio and I actually feel my head hurting trying to think of words or lyrics to fit in this certain spot of a song. And you can, you can be there for a couple of hours trying to find that 
three syllable phrase to fit in that bit of the song and honestly you do get a brain ache and it's it's full on so when it's nice to be able to get on the train have my chill out time and then come back to uh to a less busy Wickford uh even though we've got the trains obviously coming and going it's it's a reminder of life but also I can I can close all the doors and I can just I can be in my little bubble which is nice Um, and I don't think that I'd I don't think I'd have that if I was in London. I'd feel too, I'd feel too obliged to be out all the time and experiencing mm, things. Mm, so mm. I wouldn't give myself a chance to have some downtime. Yeah, no, so, I, yeah, I get that. It feels like you're on holiday a little bit, even if you live there, because it's just totally, no, it does. All the time. And and actually, do you know, it's funny because I record all of my live videos that go on my Instagram. I record them in my flat, obviously, it's where I live. And um, I get comments about how beige my um, interiors are. So actually, we, we moved... <laughs> calling you out for that. Right. So we, we, moved, <laughs> we moved into this flat and the walls were painted this colour. It wasn't something that I personally chose. But I decided that actually I liked how calming and how serene it felt yeah. when it was so... So I guess in a way, kind of blank, and that might seem really weird to some people, and they might expect me to have loads of different weird things around that inspire me, and loads of quotes on the wall, and like, you know, my favourite saying in a neon in neon letters on the wall. No, no, actually, what I need is just to come home and feel calm and relaxed, and and feel like I can for an hour two hours just shut out the outside world mm. and i think that everyone oh look you can see me doing that how embarrassing hi <laughs> is that a um, selfie stick i like it yeah well well it's a pretty dis- disheveled selfie stick can you see it it's like yeah. it's like green green tape and like yeah i got it from the pan line it's broken Beautiful. like three times um so so yeah i think um Actually, do you know what? I love the beige, so mm, mm. Fuck, fuck the haters. And the I, haters like beige. Beige. I like my beige. I, I like my beige interiors. So, you know what? Let me live. I've just clocked the, um, the guitar in the background as well. So, like, just as what we're speaking about, when you're writing music and fleshing it out, how much of that is like a studio process now versus wanting to bring work home? Okay, so I have this thing where. I've learned over the last year that actually it's better and more productive for me um, when I'm going into write for myself. And I mean, I'm putting, I'm being put in with these amazing artists. They are, you know, people from all over the world. I, I work with this amazing songwriter uh, just before Christmas. Her name is Riley Biederer. She's an artist in her own right. She's got the most amazing voice. And she was over from LA for the week. And she, I, she was one of the, sorry, I was one of the sessions that she chose to be in on, which was just kind of blew my mind, really. Anyway, so, you know, I'm getting put in with all these amazing writers and I want to make sure that the time that I get with them is that we make the most of it, basically. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And normally, quite quickly, within sort of half an hour of the session, I can tell whether we're going to be able to come up with something from scratch and it's going to be an amazing thing from scratch or whether actually it's more worth me bringing in an idea that I've got saved on a voice memo um, Mm. to work on that. Um, Because, you know, some people might not be too familiar with my sound or really understand it. Some people might and some people do, but other people 
um other writers might need like okay can you just give us like a little starting point and we can like grow from there um and so i'd say it's a it's a mix but i'd normally i'd normally have have something up my sleeve in terms of an idea or a concept or or even if it's a chord progression with a little melody on the top just to mm, as a backup mm, plan for these for these sessions that i get now um but the, my next single actually too young to love who i wrote with riley and um an amazing producer called human or his name's matt newman um i wrote that completely from scratch because it was it was the right it felt right that mm. we were coming up with something I just walked through uh, from the kitchen. I'd made myself a green tea, walking back into the studio, and I had this thing come to me, and I was like, da 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 da. And then I played it to them, and the song was written in like an hour yeah, yeah, yeah. from something. But they, but it was like you know, it was a, it was written from scratch. Um, but they, they were able to read into a vibe, um, and maybe. I don't know, I think it was just a, good, a really good mix of songwriters. I think it was a really good match for us all, that, that session. Something's um, just meant to be, when yeah. they're there, they're just there, aren't they? Yeah. Totally, totally. Yeah, I'm always, I'm always um, of the ethos that if I can't think of a lyric, say I've got an idea and I can't think of a verse or a lyric or something, don't force it. Don't try and put something mm. in the blank. Leave it because it will come at some mm. point. You weren't meant to think of it just then. You're meant to... Something else is about to happen to yeah. make you think of the line and it's going to feel right. Don't put something there just because you have to. Um, I'm definitely of that ethos. No, I completely agree. I think that's the perfect way to look at things. And I think it's a nice um, way to extend a viewpoint to lockdown and, and things like that as well, is that you know, we'll get through this. It'll come. It'll come. Yeah. Definitely. So just as we start to wrap up, um, what's the weirdest weirdest thing you've ever seen at a gig whether that's oh on stage in the crowd <laughs> i wasn't prepared for this <laughs> i need some time the weirdest thing i've ever seen at a gig must be where a guy uh just went around asking people for 100 milliliters of their drink something he had a few drink did he <laughs> did he get yeah. up I mean, people were looking at him weirdly, but everyone just jumped on the bandwagon. I think he, I mean, he easily got a full drink. By there that you go, save, it was a save six of beer, quid. wine, gin and tonic, and, and, and vodka Red Bulls, so. Lovely. <laughs> yeah, no, that's beautiful. Um, yeah, like well, I said. He, was, we'll, he, he had a good night, I'm sure he can't Yeah, remember yeah, I bet thing. he did. <laughs> Definitely doesn't remember asking for the 100 milliliters. No. <laughs> that's beautiful. Um, so, as we just wrap up, um what's next for you promos social media handles where can people get you so what's next for me is i've got a song coming out called too young to love that i spoke about and mm -hmm. um this one this one really doesn't have any um sort of relation to keeping the noise down or waiting to and it's just it's it's a new start for me it's a new chapter um it's not like i want to leave the, the other ones behind desperately i just i'm ready to show people now yeah. The next chapter and and what's to come and i feel like i've been sitting on a lot of songs now for a long time and i am so desperate for people to hear them and this is 
this is me wanting to show show that I can write a song first and foremost before anything else before before the long hair or you know whatever it is that you have to do to uh, perform and entertain where you know put on sparkly clothing or you know do lots of jumping whatever it is that people do to perform first and foremost my thing is writing songs mm. and that's what I want to get across and then anything else that comes after that is great but yeah. first and foremost I write songs that's what I've always done I've not always done Instagram or social media or been a been a you know posting on my Instagram stories trying to be a personality it's not mm. anything to mm. do with that for me first and foremost the songs have to come first otherwise otherwise there's no point and it's all futile and it's all just feeding into everything I hate which is why which is why I'm you know I try I try and do posts where I'm wearing no makeup I'm in my gym jams I mean just like exactly like right now you know and and this is real life and I'm all about that and I'm all about championing young girls and and mental positive mental health and positive body image and supporting each other and supporting artists other artists that are in my position and I want to I want to somehow in my own little way try and raise this and and, and release and, and just forget this stigma about being kind that is not cool being kind is the coolest thing and people are, are afraid to be kind and be nice and say do you know what? Well, especially as a young girl and especially growing up in Essex, if yeah, someone yeah, else yeah, looks yeah. nice, you go, oh, oh, look at <laughs> her. But we all need to say, she looks amazing. She's put a nice shirt. Uh, you know, we all need to bring each other up. And it's so fundamentally wrong with our culture that we're all just judging each other all the time. And, and yeah, you didn't ask me this question. No, it's a beautiful well, answer though. Well it's definitely going on the Instagram. <laughs> <laughs> But, um, it's a beautiful clip no I, I yeah i really like that i think that rounds things up really nicely where can people get you on you. social medias so i am at this is mabes and the same for everything else there we go obviously spotify is just mabes m-a-b-e-s that's me brilliant there you go fantastic thank you very much <laughs> wrapping up yeah, thank you so it. much I no really no appreciate not at all time. perfect nice Take to meet care. you See you later. Bye-bye. You too. Bye. Bye. That was the excellent Mabes. I'll be back next week. For now, thanks go to Shane at WMA, Sophie at the other songs, Mabes for taking part, Ellie Stevenson for the artwork, and yourselves for listening. As ever, Gig Guide to Life is written, produced, and edited by me, Will Stevenson. I don't know who we've got next week. We've got a couple of brilliant guests lined up, so let's find out next week. Stay safe. See you later. Bye.